Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. This week, we have a live recorded podcast with comedian Hattie Preston from the UK. Fun episode. Enjoy it. Uh, come see me live. Paul F. Comedy has all my upcoming dates. I'll be in uh, Florida this week, back in Chicago later this week, September 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Laugh Factory and Oak park at salernos on september 10th i'll be in chicago for a couple weeks before i head out on the road to headline the house of comedy in arizona and jp's comedy club also in arizona scottsdale and gilbert respectively so please if you have friends in arizona or you're in arizona please please come out i want to sell these shows out Back on the road at the looney bin in oklahoma city and um back in chicago again uh, in October, as well as the Arlington Draft House, Washington, D.C., October 9th, and headlining Zanies in Rosemont, one of my favorite, favorite clubs in the country, on Sunday, October 16th. So please come out, uh, get your tickets for that, um, and then all my other upcoming dates are on my website. Um, if you want to get a shirt, a singles-only shirt, I did order some. All you got to do is review us and uh, send me a copy of the review, and I will send you a shirt. It's a super soft shirt. That's basically bribery for you to review us. And uh, I will start reading some of those. I keep saying I will, but I just run out of time to do it because I don't like having long intros. I know people get pissed off, and you probably fast-forwarded through most of this shit already. But if you didn't, hey, thank you so much. I am also got my Better Call Paul shirts. You can get those on my website or at the shows. Just email me, pfarvartgmail.com. Also email me for any thoughts you have. I will share those on the upcoming episodes where I talk to um, where I talk to new guests. <laughs> Check out our sponsors. Ah! Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. This week we have no voice of reason, but perhaps we don't need it. Uh, we have a very reasonable guest, uh, inter- international guest i would say because uh she's not from america originally and uh she's all the way from nicaragua you'll you'll recognize her accent hattie preston hattie hi i'm not going to do a nicaraguan accent i don't think that's an appropriate (laughs) starting point for this podcast wherever however inappropriate this gets i don't think i should start with a nicaraguan accent i don't know i don't even know where that would be what it would sound like i don't either I don't know, but you are clearly from uh, the UK. I am, London, yeah. London, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motherland, as some Indeed. people call yeah, yeah, yeah. Your motherland, yeah. Our, yeah. our motherland, yeah, the yes. boss, yeah. We appreciate your service. <laughs> um, Hattie, you're a hilarious comedian. I've only worked with you. I, I Before the podcast, sorry, I learned so much about you. I didn't know a lot. Um, I just would see you pop up on shows. Sure. I'd be gone. You're one of the comedians that, like, I was on the road for a while and I came back and you were like one of these people. I'm like, who are all these new people? Mm. So, and I you're know. one of them and in a positive way. It's fine, yeah. So Hattie, very happy. Welcome to our country. Thank you. Um, from Nicaragua, different feels. Yeah, different climate. Yeah. Now you do comedy in London as well. Yes, I do. True or false. I've never done comedy there. I did go there once uh-huh. uh, and I thought about it, but I was scared shitless sure, because sure. I heard it's like just rowdy city there. True. I don't think it is as rowdy as it is over here. I think the audiences are meaner. I think you, I found If they it, don't like you, they're going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, but also they expect a meaner type of comedy. So I sort of, coming back out here, having been in London for two and a half years, it took me a week or so to be like, oh shit, yeah, 
God, you're in the Chicago again. Like people are here and they're smiling at you and yeah. they're watching you and they're rooting for you. Like I'm coming out like fuck this person, fuck this, and they're you're like, oh no, sorry, it's the Midwest. We don't we don't do that. Um, That's so, right. And you and you do that when you bring people. I know you host uh, at the Laugh Factory yeah. quite a bit, my home club, and you're mean to people when you bring them. Up. Only Adam Gilbert. Uh, no, you did it to me too. Did I do it to you as well? Yeah, I thought, oh, we did the singers only thing. Yeah, I did. I yeah, roasted you, you on the way up. A little bit, and I wasn't prepared. I did see you do it to Adam, and I thought that was really funny. I'm like, yeah. oh, they know each other. Yeah, we did. But yeah. then uh, then you did it to me. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I don't even know you, and you're being mean to me. I know. I think it is. It's a real London thing. The kind of the roast <laughs> is really inbuilt. And it, it, but we, yeah, it's a meaner brand of comedy. And it's, yeah. It's hard, and it's hard to roast back a host. Uh, I learned girl, that. Yeah. Yeah, especially a girl, yeah. or if they like you. Because yeah. then already people are like, well, why are they? Why is he being so mean to her? I know. But you're mean to me. No, you, I was you mean said, to you. Uh, you said, speaking of toxic, toxic man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, because I, we, we, who was we? Who are we talking about? Oh, we, there's someone who said a joke about it, and I was like, speaking of toxic men, knowing that you were going to come up and do a set that couldn't be less toxic. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. There are some boys who I wouldn't bring up like that because I'm like. Oh, people are actually going to like be nervous about them. Well, I do have some toxic jokes. I know, but you haven't but got toxic vibe. Yeah, like you I'm couldn't. Nice. Do you know what I mean I wouldn't bring it up for? I'm not going to say names, but there are some boys who I would never because you're like, no, they have a toxic vibe, and the audience is just going to like sphincter shut and be like, is that a no, bad one? Fine. It was yeah. funny because I wasn't expecting it. And then I was like, yeah. I had something to say to you, but I was like, it's not Jeez, worth it. Yeah. I think they're going to forget they'll by the time hate, I start. I hate him, no. Uh, only, I, I think that was the night Adam Gilbert was on because he, no, 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 you he did, is a piece of shit. So you I did won't. it to Adam twice. I've seen you do that to Adam Gilbert twice. But the first time you did it, he hit it back to you, he too. Did. He got you really funny. He, he did got me. Mrs. Mr. Bean. Or? Mr. Bean's wife. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Bean's wife. Like Adam her. Gilbert only speaks to me in a British accent and has done all the time. We've been friends. But his British accent is a pirate. So I, I walk into a green room and I've known this guy for eight and he walks in and hello, Eddie. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> it's so it's so hard not to pick up a a accent when you're talking to someone yeah you, you just pick it up to do it back yeah it's hard not to do it back to you right now it is which makes it's it really harder. fucking hard but you would do but that's what makes it hard about adam because he does about this like a pirate dug version. up pirate sound and i was like i don't sound like <laughs> when <laughs> i would do I it do. it'd be like a hockney when i could do one, i'd be like yeah. oh, i say like perfect yeah, whatever nice but posture. i can't even do it but it that's the thing that happens and people think you're being mean to you but it's just it's really just no, know, it's societal flattering. when you're in the south too for a long time you pick up shit too oh, like for you'll sure. say shit like y'all and bless uh, your heart and i did like, that what the fuck am i what happens i me? came back from nashville with a y'all yeah. And, and I was like, and I can't put up in my accent because it sounds ridiculous. Y'all. If you say y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Like what? Um, so, okay. So, does, does it, is it hard for people to, when you do shows in places that may not be as sophisticated as Chicago, do people have problems understanding what you're saying, you think? Is I, there a language barrier? I think I struggle. I speak fast anyway. Right. I speak fast even in London. You do. So in I have it's something that I'm working on is is slowing down generally because even in London it's it goes at a lick. Mm-hmm. So I, I am aware of it, especially when I went down to Texas and Nashville. Like they their rhythm is slow. Everything every, their whole kind of vocal metabolism is just slower. So I do have to calm it down a bit. But yeah, there's okay. definitely a fir- an opening first two minutes of any set where they're acclimating to the sound. Right, and they're also adjusting to you. Yeah. Um, and just being different too, yeah so and the energy yeah and I, and it's, it is hard for like i think and if they're older crowds too i'm sure they're like mm. wait now we got to figure out what she's saying yeah. and they can't figure totally. it out and then i hit him with a c word and then it's awful and then and and they're like they, oh and she's we're not never proper back, we're never coming back from this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not even a proper english not even a woman. real good one yeah i know okay so you've been doing comedy started in chicago you went back to uk mm-hmm. how long have you been doing comedy for 
four years, okay. including the pandemic. So in terms of actual so stage time, years. three, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> oh, exactly. Fine. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's true. We yeah. lost a lot of time. We lost a year. Did you do Zoom shows during that show? I did two, and both times took me to the brink of suicide, and I was like, I think, no, this is a no. I, I, I this... And I know it that some bad. people really found their footing on that. And I did the opposite. I was like, this is this is making me hate the lockdown more, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. no thanks. Yeah, I, I got into it and I really liked it for a while just because yeah. it was the only game in town. But then when I did a real show uh, during the pandemic, I went to places that were open that didn't yeah. have COVID restrictions. And I came back to a Zoom show. I was like, oh, my God. It was I say the joke where it's like, I know what divorce guys feel like because yeah. they're they've been having sex without a yeah. condom and then you go back to sex with a condom it was uh, like yeah. sex with a condom sex after condom. not having condoms for yeah, years it's awful that's what zoom shows were they are you should never have sex with a condom right well that's too i've been saying that for years <laughs> i've been saying that for years to be fair i really think yeah, yeah I, I knew know. you were toxic. I knew it. See, it? Like that. well, I, I did the joke that <laughs> night, and I was like, the joke I did that night when we had uh, Laugh Factory was uh, how I said I'd rather sixty nine than have sex with a condom. Yeah. And the crowd got kind of like weirded out, so yeah. I kind of adjusted. It was fine, yeah. though, but I stand by that position. Absolutely. But speaking of uh, sex and yeah. dating, you are single. Yeah, yeah, professionally. Yeah. Professionally, yeah. now, yeah. When I asked you if you've done the po- you do the podcast. I didn't know. What do you mean by that? How are you a um, professional singer? No, I've just been single for a very long time. I th- I'm, I'm, I, th- and I like it. Like I've been single for six years now. I definitely found my footing a year or so, a couple of years in, and showing no signs of stopping that. But, the, but yeah, and I like it. I know there are some singles who see singledom as limbo, as the space between relationships, and I definitely don't feel like that. I definitely don't like singles its own its own land and i love this land being solo is there's a whole thing we i've had a guest on here who's soloist where they talk about you know people look at people who are single like oh well they're just single for now but yeah there is something to be said after being single for you said six years i I would i would triple that and tell you that it's it i feel like it gets better but um do you have you been single, single for that amount of time? Like no, no actual girlfriends? I've had girlfriends, but nothing nothing uh, in 20 years for more than two years. I've had like okay. on and off things yeah, for yeah, years yeah. and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. But um, but each time you get into something, do you find it, do you find it quite oh, hard to come out? Oh, you're going to ask the questions now? Yeah, I am because I'm interested. Like, Go ahead. Do you find it hard to get into the thing? Like to no, get I like getting into single. I, I, think, uh, I think I like to meet people. I like dating um and then there's a level of intimacy where i just then i freak out sure. or obviously with comedy it's hard to sure. schedule everything yeah. and uh being physically unavailable in addition to emotionally unavailable absolutely it's a double whammy it, yeah. yeah so people like usually walk away but you said six years so yeah you had a relationship six yeah, years ago i did i was in a relationship for four and a half years oh that's a long time oh yeah i've done biggies i did i've got i've had biggies. two big relationships i've had three and a half and four and a half Okay. And this is in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in England. How and do you meet these people in London? So the do you first guys have one, like a system where you have to like ask yeah, the parents? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and a ball and you're announced. Yeah, yeah. And then you're, you know. And if you're interested, you've you got put a price the, tag. You yeah, put yeah. the teacup upside <laughs> yeah. down or something? No. It is exactly. I knew, you'd, I knew you knew. Um, I've seen it on shows. <laughs> I'd love it if that was the case. Uh, my first boyfriend was at university. So that's pretty straightforward. You're both students and, you know. Under 20 doesn't count as a relationship. It does, Paul. It was Your my first not, love. 
It was Brain's my first. Brain's not formed yet. <laughs> it's true. I look back on that and I'm like, was I? Um, but that was that was three and a half years. And during college or university, as yeah, you call it, yeah, my university. You guys have four year universities. I did. Most people have three. I did four because I did a course, not because I'm stupid, but because I did a course that had a year out in the states. So I had my junior year out here. What were and you then studying? American studies. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that laugh. Uh, it is basically what is American studies? They just so it's like, like literature and history, but American. And do they have like? Do they go by states? So like, all right, we're gonna. Yeah, we just learn the accent. Yeah, <laughs> we just get to our accent. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just Absolutely. one class is all about Tennessee. One hundred percent. We just like, go around and meet someone farming? from every state. Yeah. Oh, really? That's no. cool. <laughs> that would be cool. American studies. That seems so bizarre. It it was even at the time it was yeah. But I I I do love America. I'd you say probably I'm know consistent. more about. Your American studies class probably taught you more than 90% of society. Here. I would agree because the same is true. I meet so many people who know more about English history than I do because I think our countries generally are pretty good at that. Do you, um, they've taught you about, an American studies, they taught you about like um, the history of America? Yeah. It was American history? Yeah, but interestingly, I didn't find out until I was 17 that about the War of Independence. So I didn't know we even had America. You mean the Independence War? The War of Independence. Yeah. War of Independence? Yeah. When you guys you mean July you know, 4th? sulked off. Um, uh, uh, we were very good at our, at our colonial history being pretty under the under the rug. So, yeah, uh, yeah that was a bit of a... So I, I, I dated a girl in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, or who lived here, but from Texas. And uh, we went to Memphis, and I showed her uh, where Martin Luther King was shot. Mm-hmm. And I knew all that stuff. We learned that in mm. school where I went, which was yeah. a very conservative area, but at least we covered it. They didn't teach. Not, not paid. They didn't teach anything uh, in American history about yeah. like the civil rights movement. And I had the like exact that. same. So I was did my junior year at William and Mary in Virginia, which is an unbelievable school. I mean, they're they're, they're they're very smart kids there, and but we'd I'd learned all about my my majored kind of more in the literature side of things and so I'd, I'd done a lot on Nat Turner there's this massive slave revolt in literally an hour and a half from William and Mary and I and I mentioned it in one of the classes and they were like hmm what and I was yeah. like what Nat Turner I was like you're in Virginia what yeah. do you mean and they were like what and it was it is remarkable I think our country's a lot the of same people on don't that. know yeah. we just we just keep saying certain things stum. So the the gentleman that you met when you were learning about the War of Independence <laughs> yeah, my was man. Uh, was in your American Studies class. No, he was he was, I'm, I was an absolute English classic. guy. Yeah, English guy. He was like captain of a rugby team and a different of university. He was, he was yeah. head boy. Like he was, I was that, and and I got that, and I got the yeah captain of rugby. And from we were London, yeah, from London, just from. You had grew gone up to in the, London, too? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm born Are and there bred. different parts of London? Yeah, gotcha. you, What part of London? Were I'm you west. I'm a nice girl. So West, West London. is like West the is north best. side of Chicago. That's how you remember it. Okay. Um, West would be like Lincoln Park. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is where we are in the sure, studio. Sure. Okay. Yeah, nice one. Um, and nice where boy. was where was the rugby boy? He was out. Well, he was uh, kind of out on the stick. So he's in the suburbs of London. Um, but we were at different universities. So we did kind of, I say long distance, but by American standards, it wouldn't be. Uh, and we did that for three and a half years. And then, yeah, broke up. How'd you guys meet if you were at different schools? Uh, we had mutual friend. So okay. our, our friend, yeah, we, we met the summer so before like my university. At a bar no, or it was something? an accident. I was about to go to university and like, you know, live my truth. And then I met this person and yeah, it took did a few months. you virginity to this I gentleman? Did. I did. He oh, was okay. my first everything. And, uh, and I'm still, I'm very grateful, I have to say. I think part of how I am as a single is due to, and I've worked this out recently talking to other like single girlfriends, their relationships to sex is so formed in those first few times. Like if you've had a bad first couple, I think maybe especially as a girl, it just changes your whole relationship. Whereas I, I was so lucky with mine. Were you, how old were you in last year Virginia? 19. Okay. I really, I was ginger. Later. So I really yeah. had to hold on. Yeah, yeah. Is that normal for London? No, I was just ginger. 
Ginger? Yeah, I was redhead, so it took me longer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was down the <laughs> pecking order. Said. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought that their gingers lose it earlier. No, they do not. No, we really Were you have awkward to. Were really, Yeah, I'd say I'm probably okay. pretty awkward looking, pretty sporty, so I wasn't. I wasn't sporty? Yeah, but not hot sporty. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, the rugby guy liked you. Was he, he good did. looking too? I, I guess. I don't know what I did. I think. What happened to him? Oh, He's he. Still in touch? No. Um, every now and again, I bump into him and it's not good, but. Uh, he got actually he was very good at rugby so he got scout as I was coming back from America he was getting scouted out to America to play American football because he was a kicker um, and then I think he cottoned on to the fact that he could shag a bunch of cheerleaders out here and wanted to do that more and so shag I means sex guys. sorry it doesn't uh, mean no sex. I understood yeah, I, I, I saw Austin Powers yeah, um, and I and so I and I realized that what was going on so I, I peaced out so wait Three and a half years. Did you guys come here together, America? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, never. You, we, but never. he was here, or he's here now? No, he then moved back. To, he's recently, in the last couple of years, I think, moved back to England. Okay. Yeah, but we're not in touch. So why did that break up? Because um, of the shagging? Yeah, well, he he couldn't. I was ready to keep going long distance. I'm really good in long distance. I really it really suits me. Long distance relationships suit me. I'm a big fan. Me. Yeah, really do. And I was fine with it. And I think he just, we were young. I mean, I was 21 or whatever, and he was 23. And I just kept being like, I don't, I want us to keep doing long distance. I want us to keep. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm a big one for self worth in a bag and get the hell out of Dodge when things start looking bad. So Self worth in a bag. Tell yeah, me what that means. Like when I know. Something circle. I get you get that feeling that something's starting to circle the drain, or it's starting to go south, or it's starting to go in a way that you're out of control. So you of. break it off. I, I'm out of there. Oh, that's I'm a I, runner. Yeah. You you have a conversation, or you no, make I them just, break up with I you. I bolt. You just I'm, say bye. I'm, I map. This is my pattern. Is I have never been broken up with, but mainly because I've never stuck around long enough. Like I. So you just left without even saying. No, we, I broke up, up with it. I broke okay, up with you it. You broke up. But with then him. I I'm quite radio silent in a breakup i don't i'm not don't that stay in touch yeah i'm out hard out so yeah poor oliver i know I um okay so and and well, by the way did he he was a good looking dude oh I, yeah, yeah yeah i just picture a rugby guy yeah. teeth straight and everything yeah, yeah fine yeah okay. so you have straight teeth how come you're from england i don't How's know that work? i think i got i got braces i was one of those oh, okay. i was also an actress so you have to yeah, it's, it's non-negotiable yeah as a ginger with braces yeah, you have to Okay, so three and a half years, then what happens? Then it was single for two, three. I think okay. I was single for two or three years at drama school, so that was great. And then I ended up going out with who was my best mate at drama school for four and a half years. Best mate being best friend? Best friend, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was a dude? Yep. Okay, yeah. and uh, I'm assuming he didn't look like the rugby guy. He actually weirdly did. They were both very dark featured, very dark hair, like big eyes, um, and English built, folks? Like stacked. Like I'm, I would say I'm... A body fascist i'm not i don't buy i don't go for someone who emotionally i'm particularly um kindred spirits with but i go for abs that's really my gig. abs yeah big okay. abs gal okay um so yeah he's one of those but a uh, very good looking boy but straight yeah okay I just, I, when you say drama school. I know, but well, he's quite thespy. So a lot of, so I, he'd be, you, you guys would see him as quite camp. A lot of people saw him as quite camp, but for, camp? for an actor. Yeah. You know, camp, like um, effeminate is probably another oh. way of saying, but um, a lot, but He wasn't actors, an alpha male, but he was built like one. Yeah, exactly. Well done, but it was exactly very that good with words, yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay. So that, that you guys were best mates. Yeah. And uh, and that went on for four years. Four and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you guys are in the same industry. You're doing acting yeah. Yeah, and yeah, same yeah, yeah. shit. Is that a problem? Because yeah. I always tell people not yeah, to do was. that. Yeah, it was. It was a big problem. Uh, and that's why we broke up in the end. 
What happened exactly? Oh, I cheated. I cheated. Oh, with other drama folks? Yeah, with another actor, yeah. Oh, no. I know. What a girl. But I I, I stand by it. Like, it wasn't... You know how so many people cheat and they're like, oh, it's the worst. Oh, God. You were happy with your decision? I fucking loved it. I had a lovely time. Was it a one-night thing? Nope. Oh, Uh, absolutely not. A a lewd affair. Yeah, a lewd affair. Exactly that. But uh, but I broke off. I broke... When I realized I was showing no signs of remorse... I, I I broke up with the actor, the, the my boyfriend. Oliver too. Yeah. Oliver too. Because so, I broke up my actor because I was like, I, I'm out. Like I wouldn't I'm not a cruel enough person to be doing this just for kicks. Sure. I I'm out. I must be out. There's some part of me that has left. And how long did you keep this affair going with the couple Oliver of three? Just okay. a couple of months. And, then, and yeah. he was another drama student. Mm-hmm, another same actor. body built. Yeah, probably. Abs. Yeah. Yeah. A bit taller, but yeah. A bit taller? Yeah. Okay. So four years, you broke a heart, this stream of Oliver's yeah. left behind. And, th- and then you say, fuck this. I'm going to try a new strand of men in, uh, in, in America uh, or Chicago. I, I would say after that, after that summer, I hit what, what is now affectionately known in me and my friends as hurricane season, where I, I think I'd been in that relationship for such a long time. Well, four and a half years at the time was a long time. And it's a long time at any time. It is. And... It was very safe. It was very nice and very functional and very good. But I think cheating unleashed this thing that was, I'm not, I'm not built for stable and safe and good and nice and functional. There was obviously something missing that was this kind of chaos that I think that maybe that I needed and, and hurricane season started. I was drinking a lot and really putting myself out there and uh, having a good Slitting time. Sliding it up, as we big say time, in America. Big time, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember feeling like I was free falling. I remember ever just not being able to get a handle on anything, but being okay with it. Being like, okay, I guess we'll land when we land. And well, you also, when you were in a relationship with Oliver One for mm-hmm. three years yeah. or whatever, you were only, that was you lost your virginity to him yeah. and only slept with and him, right? And only slept with him. Yeah. And then between him and Oliver Two, did I you have any I, sexual yeah, experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a couple. I had like okay. four, I think. I was coming out of university and going into drama school. I think about four. Yeah. Okay. So hurricane season's bound to happen. Yeah. You I, gotta, I'm, you start having sex. Probably the drama guys are probably good in bed too. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, they're pretty, yeah, they're lithe. Very, yeah. They're aware of, I think, <laughs> their bodies well no i think it's uh, there uh, you have to be uh in a queue with the other person's body yeah. right and you you paying attention to audience participation yeah for sure so i think that uh that was good so then you probably were like oh this is fun yeah but i also had some and you're also a redhead which generally is chaos yeah chaos and yeah. we love them. i come from a family it. of ginger oh, you so, do? Think, so you well, get the drill yeah. yeah i just needed to i think i needed to just almost see how how fast the car could go, you know. I I felt like I'd been at fifty for a long time, and I was like, Nah, let's let's, let's see, what see what she does. Did you do like a lot of experimentation with anything else? No, like women I've ne- no, I've always just been straight, which straight, is pretty boring. One-on-one sex. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty vanilla. It is quite vanilla. So when I say chaos, it's chaos for me. It's not chaos for other people. Chaos in the sense of multiple chaoses or chaos i i think heading into storms i think i headed i head into a lot of but storms. one storm at a time well, one storm at a time but okay. i knew i'd look at them and be like this is not gonna end well and i was like i'm in okay <laughs> Do you know what I mean? and that was here in chicago or both okay. i'd say both england and chicago okay i know it's all fun and games my better call paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say better call paul uh Donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Um, PaulFComedy.com, you can get your shirt, as always. But here's the thing. 
if you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing. Someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. My good friend, attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro, 312-627-1650, scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. Having dated in both, what's the difference in dating in England versus in Chicago? I have a bit about. Um, I have a bit about English men if there's even the vaguest sign of rejection or not being loved as much as their mummy loved them, or at some point just not being worshipped. There's like an English shaped man hole in the door, like they just disappear in a cloud of smoke and you never hear from them again. But American men, I can look them in the eye and be like, I am not interested, and they're like, Okay, long game it is. Like oh, they, they won't give up. They, 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 you guys are dreamers, and 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 hope is what you vend. And and I love that. And you does think, it work? Yeah. Persistence. I, I'm a big fan of persistence with everything. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's in moderation. I think there's got to I mean, be a line. But for sure, I have been impressed by American persistence. That's that's how we won the war of independence. No, it is. I heard this. Yeah. I love calling it the war us. of independence. That's so what I'm going <laughs> to fucking call it from now on. Um, so uh, in my day, back in the day, see, mm-hmm. I'm 65. But mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't. You would never go on dates if you weren't persistent, whereas now it's almost like stalking the way guys um, are perceived. Mm. And I know there's a fine line. I agree with you. But um, of the three girlfriends that I had that lasted more than a year in recent times, Mm. I met them like they rejected me outright. And I was like, long game it is, like you said. And it it worked out. It worked. It's funny. But guys now are so afraid, as they should be maybe, because... especially if you're not a good looking guy. Yeah. Um, you will, there's this perception that they don't want to be uh, toxic, you know? Yeah. And I find it tricky. I find it tricky. I don't think, I'm not speaking for all women, by the way. I find it tricky because I really don't put myself out there. That's not a thing. I, I feel like I'm very brave in a lot of, in a lot of spheres and ways. I'm not brave with that. I really can't put my feelings out on the line in that context so it means that if it's not coming from the other end it won't happen i i I almost what do you mean by that if it's not coming from if they're not pursuing they're not being quite persistent and quite open like Mm -hmm. quite uh, you know you're not flirty i think i used to be i think i've just maybe gone through a bit of a dry spell and i've forgotten how to do it but i i don't know i don't pursue and it's almost a point of pride is that I won't. Most women don't. I Do you think? Yeah. I think more women put it out there, though. I think in our field, yes. Yeah. I mean, guys will get DMs and stuff like that. But in the real world, outside of this little cusp of comedy that we yeah. live in, 
Um, no, most guys have to do the first move unless you're like on a Bumble app where the women sure. have to make their first move or whatever. But I think it's that's generally consistent throughout times. Maybe not as much as back in the day where yeah. the guy always went first. Um, but yeah, I think that's how it was. When it was hurricane season for you, yeah. were you pursuing it? Like at bars, were you making eye contact? I think I was just so drunk. That half just- the time I was like, <laughs> I'm so flirty when I'm drunk. So I think I was like, yeah, And you were indiscriminate this. too? Or you, yeah, or you for the still- most part, which actually worked really well because there were people- you got some new experiences some outside new- the yeah. body for fascism? I did. I had probably still to this day the best sex of my life with someone who I would never have called it. Just a fat fuck. Kinda. Yeah. Like, and I would never have called that. And I, Jesus H. <laughs> Unattractive people are traditionally really better. Really grateful. Bed. Yeah. Really chuffed <laughs> to be there. Like, he was thrilled to we be there. We have to work harder than, than the good looking dudes. <sighs> it was really wonderful. So that kind of made me think, like, oh, maybe you should think about this. But yeah. That puts you on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you, you've gone through that period of that, in uh, of the hurricane mm-hmm. chaos. You're in Chicago. You're not flirting. Are you on dating apps or anything? No, like I, that? I chuckle fucked. I chuckle fucked when I was out here last time. What do you mean, chuckle like fucked? Like male comics. Oh, no. Yeah, I did. That's the worst thing I to know, do. I know, but it was really funny. How is it funny? Well, because I was, because I'm a bit older, I think, also, and people weren't aware of that, that because I started so late that I was sure. in a peer group with people who were like in their mid 20s. Yeah, I was, it sucks. I was, I was older when I started too. Yeah. yeah, I was 30 when I started yeah. my first open mic. And I was 36. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, and, but they, they thought you were one of them. I guess. But so I, do you know what I wonder sometimes? Like I thought that as recently as I wonder if it was a power move where like, I knew I was new in their sphere. I knew I was not a good comic. I was still working out. I was absolutely an open micer, you know, finding my way. But for, but in the bedroom, I was like, oh, you're in my shark tank now. Like this, I know. Shark this, tank. do you know what I mean? Like it was like a, I knew I was you had more captain of this ship. Yeah, because precisely. of the hurricane season. And yeah. Because I'm just, you know, 34 a redhead. But um, and I, it was, maybe it was a power for, I don't know. But also I like them. Like they were all nice boys. I, you know, I can't, I'm not gonna sit here and Has shit it talk. fucked up your uh situation with comedy at all you're navigating <sighs> shows or no anything? no not at all i haven't chuckle fucked in england uh and over <laughs> here i think i kept it quiet enough um yeah you were an actress in england too mm, yeah so and you're on tv there and everything mm-hmm. doesn't that does that happen where people hit you up in the dms then or no. seen you on tv no, or I, in public nope i i don't look anything like the person i the, the character played. i played on tv so i would never get what recognized. did you play on tv it was in a show called the royals uh, it was on e entertainment so also one of the worst e with, here too yeah yeah, oh, yeah okay it was probably bigger over here actually but i've never been recognized for it and nor should i be it's uh, a scripted show yeah yeah, yeah their on first e? ever their first ever scripted oh. drama and it was terrible like so bad it's gone now it has now it ran for a bit but it has gone now and you were uh what was your character on one that? of the royals so i was the princess princess maribel her name was um but no i don't i never had that i have friends who do all my friends do my friends i'm my my kind of core friends back home are people who get recognized a lot and i'm i just take the pictures what about here in comedy though you do Not what really. about after shows are guys coming up to you after no shows? no and this this is a real female comedian thing like you guys get all the guy i know Don't, this like not the, okay paul well you do when i was younger yeah exactly. i get like the older for aunts, sure the I, aunts of the hot girls female comedians do not get male audience members sliding into their dms because it is a nightmare they for them. do but they do it later the guys are too much of a puss do you think yeah they do because well that's just maybe me not then. you because you're coming off there yeah no no one knows your <laughs> fucking age there, I think it's. I think you uh, may. There's an intimidation factor, obviously, yeah, and that I, happens with women too. But uh, women we've had on the show, I've talked to, 
uh, they get approached a lot. <gasps> but really? it's not the right... I mean, well, no, not- I mean, Ali Wong's got that amazing joke about the difference between fan pussy and fan dick. Like, it's so good and it's so true. I think maybe the female oh. comedian mates I have are quite formidable women. And all of us would be like, never once, never once has a male audience member come up after and be like, hey, great stuff. So I've been on the road with female comics yeah. and... Uh, they get they get hit on aggressively oh, right. to the extent where especially if they're very attractive mm-hmm. where they have like they have to be they have security and stuff like that which they should because mm-hmm. they're going to have fucking yeah. stalkers out there um and for guys if you're there is a i don't know ali wong's joke mm-hmm. but there is a huge difference because mm-hmm. you see guys that are fucking they look like they're from England with no teeth oh, and they're picking up hot chicks. It's unbelievable yeah. how well you guys do. It yeah. is unbelievable. Especially after a good show. Oh, it's it's hilarious. I was uh, I had a show last week in Florida where I got hit up in these two DMs and I didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. But it was in Florida it's different because everyone's older. Mm-hmm. So I'm the I'm a younger comedian. Oh God, whereas amazing. here yeah. I'm the fucking oldest person every show. So it was fun. Yeah, that, like I they bet. were hitting me up. And I was like, oh, this doesn't really happen normally. And then I was like, wait, which one of you was the one I talked to? Yeah. And I couldn't tell because they yeah. both had the same, the same face. Yeah. Yeah. No, never. No, but I don't be get me then. No, that hap- so but you're here on extended trips. Why aren't you on the dating apps? Just to have guys to meet people or whatever. You can't I, chuckle fuck your way through Chicago. No, I, I can't. And I've stopped. I have stopped. Uh, but and you're in your sexual prime, I assume, after this hurricane and your age. You sh- you, what are you doing then to I'm meet? I'm not really. I, I really, the apps just speak to a really sad, like, part. I, I can't do it. I, I really, I've tried and it makes me so sad that I just what can't. What makes you sad? The transactional nature of me shopping for someone and and <laughs> i i know i also know how my brain works by this point i know how i am i know that chemistry counts for absolutely everything like there can be people who turn up in my life and i'm like zing and it's it it then trumps all logic and reason and the same does not isn't true if i go through something and i'm like he's the right age he's the right height he does the right job he's a, i am bored shitless by the time i've even turned up to meet him it just isn't for me and I, I'm also I'm the perfect Venn diagram of where like single cynic meets wild romantic and I can't reconcile those two in a lot of ways yeah that's a bad combination it's a bad combo but it means I can't do the app and I, it makes me sad it makes me sad that that's where we've that that's where we are I think well it doesn't it's not I understand what you're saying about the transactional nature of things but if you are this wild romantic the facts are the facts that I most know. relationships now are, they I start know. online and you can't really meet people at bars the way you used to. And maybe you shouldn't either. To well, be that's, with that's you. the argument, isn't it? Is that we have more <clears throat> kind of agency and, and, and say when you, we're on an app. But do you, uh, do you, yeah, right. Do you, do you uh, want to get married and have kids? Is I that don't in the... know. That's the thing I'm current. I know I want children. See, that's, you do want I children. I want children. And, okay, so. But that's. But I need, I'm in a space, I feel like so you'll catch me at the end of a very like come to Jesus summer and I feel like I've had a lot of lightning bolts and I need to sort of sit with them for a bit. But I don't know. I don't know a lot of those answers. And I think I, I've gotten to a place where I think I'm starting to get an inkling. But I, yeah. And that inkling is what? Well, I know I want children um, and I'm fine doing that alone. I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eyelid at doing that. But I don't know. It's just still every time I think I've settled into that mode and that sort of story you tell yourself I think all singles have that we have a story we tell ourselves about ourselves which justifies why we are like we are and why we're going through the world alone when so many people aren't you have the story that isn't sad do you know what I mean 
sure. You, well, you're making it sound no, sad. No, no, but I think other people make it sad. You yeah. know, other people do that thing of like, how are you still single? Don't do that. Right. I, the story I tell myself is I know exactly why I'm single. I know exactly what I'm holding out for. I know exactly how much power there is in this, in this word that you're trying to take away. But what I think sometimes happens in that is maybe in... We, Sunday nights, for instance, like all singles know Sunday nights are like, it's just this like, oof. you know, sometimes you get the Sunday blues and you just are, you flip from that gl- glorious place of being alone to being lonely. And it's not every Sunday night. It's just the occasional one when you're on a hangover. I think England and America have different schedules. Oh, I see. Sorry, like Mond- yours not Sunday Mondays night. are oh, yours Sunday. Is, yours is Monday. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> uh, what I've got to reconcile, what I've got to decide is whether I love the idea of being single long term because I need to own that do you know what I mean I need to make sure that it's because I really love it and not because I'm terrified of saying actually I would love to meet someone and then failing at that well it's interesting so you say these things about and and I and I appreciate everything you're saying because coming from a guy who's who's I've already had these lightning bolts that you're Mm -hmm. having where I enjoy being single but I I'm open to, I go on, I get involved in relationships because I'm like, oh, this is, I don't mind this. I like it and I enjoy it. But you said something and I don't know if you notice it. You said, I know what I'm holding out for. Yeah. What is that? Because if you are happy being alone, you're not holding out for anything. I know. And that's what I wonder. That's kind of a contradiction. It is. I think the problem is. Is that the right word in English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, We have that word, yeah. Okay. I think the problem is, is. I know how how bigly, to use one of your words. Uh, That's not one of our words. It is one of your words. Uh, I can feel about someone. I know how. I know that. I know how much and how hard I love people who I've been in relate or have things with. Or, the romantic side of it. Yeah. Sure, and I, I understand and it's, that. You're sort of being like, would it? Would that be there if I was not? If I was meant to do the rest of this time alone? Would that, would I have would I have those big feelings for people and be able to feel so enormously for people if I was meant to if my if what I'm going to choose to do is spend the whole time alone or like doing my solo, own thing right. yeah solo so I don't know I have those conversations a lot I, I mean the argument is if someone's going to come along and and I'm was going to make that decision whisk you off your feet but then I that's why that's why I asked you about the beginning like I wonder if I could be whisked right now or whether the fear factor is too high. I mean, a lot of the whisking or, and I'm not a, I'm not like a hopeless romantic or anything, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like timing is everything, right? Like you meet people in certain periods of your life and you're on the same page and and how long you're on that same page is how How amazing it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we evolve as humans every seven years. Seven years ago, I was in a different place than I am Mm. now. I was a, I was a full-time lawyer or whatever the fuck. So, um, and that affects how you change uh, and how you uh, prioritize someone else in your life. Yeah. So if you're in a point in your life where your career is is comedy, and we happen to be in a in a career that doesn't really allow for a lot of uh, personal time, sure. or free time to no. to engage in relationships of the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. So I think you you kind of are you're kind of caught off guard. But the biggest wrench for you. In my opinion is if you do want to have children, then you do have this like this time lapse. Yeah, which is the biggest kicker. Yeah, I I, it, I love being a woman. I really do. I, and the, the biological clock is just the greatest right. fuck you from the universe. It's really irritating. Yeah. But when you when and if you come to terms with that, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But I mean, 
I know I know women who uh, wanted to have children and they hated dating and they had a child and they're fucking still dating, yeah. but they're happy because they yeah, got, their got their kid. Gang. Yeah. Right. So for me, like I, I prefer dating women who have kids because then I'm like, OK, I don't want to waste anyone's fucking yeah. time. Yeah, that's that makes There's sense. There's a different aspect of that because if they're on a biological clock, it's like, OK, well, then I'm yeah. not going to. Unless it's a hurricane season for me, Unless which it's I, hurricane season, I don't, I'm yeah. done. I think that my hurricanes are over. Um, as some of you know, I am a germaphobe. I never leave my home without my sanitizer, and I'm also admitted hand sanitizer snob. I need the good smelling stuff. Period. During the pandemic, I like all of you suffered through countless hand sanitizers, which smelled like tequila and diaper rash. Not to mention the sticky feeling some left, while others would just. Stay slippery on your hands, no matter how little you used. Everyone hoarded the good stuff. Well, I finally discovered my match. And it's not just the good stuff. It's the best stuff. Emu hand sanitizer. The only hand sanitizer that feels good, smells good, and does good. With various smell flavors to choose from. Lemongrass, mint, ocean air, orange blossom, and my favorite, watermelon. Emu ends the days of horrible sanitizers with sticky or slippery residue. It actually smells amazing. I am not kidding you. I actually look forward to using it after shaking hands with people after shows or touching microphones from all these dirty comedians. Best of all, the bottles are TSA approved, so I can travel with them. And Emu gives back with every bottle. They give a percentage of their net profits to COVID research. So... Emu is the way to go. Check it out today. Sprayemu.com or go to their Instagram at Sprayemu. Use singles only promo code for your discount today. Emu sanitizer. You will love it. So what about what are the things you've learned uh, when you do meet people and you say you're holding out for this romance thing? What are the things that like, you know, you don't want in a relationship if you do get into one again or... Uh, or, or a hookup or whatever the fuck. Tell me you're not fucking comedians. Anymore. I'm not. No, 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 okay. no, no. Is that um, for sure? Don't, I mean, don't lie to me. If I find out, I will call you out. We'll no, fucking, I haven't, I haven't we have anyone. our own like, I haven't shagged anyone singles only. since the last one, which was like two and a half years ago. Good. So I know I haven't. That's um, the worst thing to fucking do, especially for women. They get the, they get the brunt of that, unfortunately, yeah. in those situations. I think I don't want to. By the way, so many male comics call me a cock block because I fuck I know, over all the older said, comics. Don't do are. it. Don't do it. I know. <laughs> They're like, hey, we should write together. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> that is my favorite. We should write. You're terrible. It's, you know to. what's funny? Um, that uh, it sucks now for me because if I see a, a great female comic mm-hmm. that I enjoy, I'm like, hey, I really I want to bring you on these mm-hmm. shows just so you know like, I have to be like I'm not trying to fuck you. Well, do you remember you said this thing to me? You like hey you you're like hey you single and then you're like oh, I saw my podcast I really promised I wasn't. Right, right, right. I was like no I know you. I know yes, but that's but that's just how I feel yeah. like sometimes because I know I know I know how fucking shitty guys are mm-hmm. to especially newer comics. So I'm always like I'm and then Marty Rose and I are the same way. We're yeah. like. Like we always, anytime someone asks me for a I'm like, don't fuck any of these yeah. guys. I know. Well, he was, he was the reason I got into comedy was he was my like teacher of the first stand-up oh, thing. And and he was my kind of, yeah, I had a mentor, great. I would say it's him. And he's the best. He, he's the best, we're, he's we're the best later, guy, yeah. like the best guy. And I think for that to be the first male comic I ever met 
yeah. I was just like, God, they're all just wonderful. Shout but, out to and, Mario Rosa. And he was, he has been nothing but just kind and supportive and wonderful with me ever since. And, and yeah, so then you, then you get thrown out into the rest of friends, it and you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> closest friend in comedy, him and I have another podcast. He's the best. But uh, that's the thing. And uh, I, you've learned that at least, that mm-hmm. you're not going to do that. So what else have you learned in your little journeys in this country where we declared the War of Independence? We declared the War of Independence. I think... I think you guys, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. I think you guys are braver than us in a lot of ways. You've talked about that, right? I and I, I do think there's a lot to be said for that. I, I. You're encouraging bad behavior. No, right I now. am, but I think girls and boys. Like I think there's a freeness there's be a bunch of, of guys feeling. that are going like, to shoot their shot in your DMs. I fucking now. love that. Um, yeah. I've got a week left to go. Let's go. Uh, but <laughs> oh, I, you're not coming back. <laughs> no, I just, yeah. Screw it. I'll stay. Uh, I we really struggle with letting our feelings out English people I know it's a cliche but we really do and I do and I I see I see my friends and even the girlfriends how they do this and they get so hurt and vocally hurt and they get emotional and they cry and they scream and they say things and they rally and they do it again and I I find it amazing. I remember being out one time. I got smashed with Chris Higgins. This was years ago, like oh. a couple of times. I was, he's the best person to get drunk yeah. with, obviously. And I, and he was asking about. He's like, "Why aren't you with it? Why aren't you? Why is?" And I've, I was like, "I haven't got another one in me. I don't think I've got another breakup in me. I think as much as I like laugh them off and be like, Ugh, like they." Abs- you said that. Yeah, I was like, the breakups decimated me. Like both of them but absolutely you, decimated but me. But you were the cause no, in I know, both situations. But I, they decimated me quietly in my room so that he couldn't see that, but shattered me. And I, I just, it's that thing of like, I don't know if I've got another one. I just, I just don't know. And, and Americans do. They just keep getting back up and doing it again and making it look scraggy and scrappy and undignified we and chaotic. We don't fucking give up like you pussies. You, but exactly that. And I, I kind of we're the greatest country in the world. <laughs> if you end cue, this podcast on that line. the war line, of independence song. God. But I do, I think there's a more of a bravery to how you guys let your feelings run than we have. So... You want brave men to approach you. Got it. We'll see how that works out for you. Yeah. Hattie, we're out of time. We That's went fine. too long. I apologize fine. for taking time. I, I know you're very busy. You got to go back to making bad decisions. I do. Hattie, where can people find out more about you and uh, and your lack of bravery? My lack of bravery. Uh, at Pratty Heston, which is my Instagram. So it's Hattie Preston, but the wrong way around. So that's P-R-A-T-T-Y Heston. Um, and I, I actually do what I do. do I write essays on, and they're on the Instagram because that's my bravery. That's me saying things that I think, but not out of my mouth. On the Instagrams? Oh, it's on my Instagram. Okay. Um, and then comedy-wise, I'll, I'm back in London uh, in, in the next week. So I'll be back in London for the foreseeable. So if anyone's in London... We have a very strong base. In, I thought you in did. London. Uh, that's where I'll be. Nope, I don't think I don't. I don't think we have any listeners there. I've listened to you from London. Oh, well, there you there go. You go. <laughs> See, Hattie, seriously, thank you for coming on. This was super fun. I'm I loved so, it. I, I, I wanted I wanted to talk more to you, but I know you have a show, and this show mm-hmm. we've already gone over our sure. allotted time for our sponsors. So, thank you for listening and uh, and uh, and teaching us all these words. <laughs> Uh, and thank you all uh, for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. But I'm still